Welcome, everybody, to the Of Saints and Sinners podcast. I am your host, Devin, along with my magnanimous host, EJ. What's up? We are back with another episode. What's going on with you, man? Bro, I'm good. Just worn out. I got caught in that torrential monsoon today. Oh, really? Oh, man, it was awful. I was inside. Yeah. Nice and dry. <laughs> I had just, I was like, two, I was like six minutes from my house and forget oh, it. Damn. Forget you were it. going to work or you were coming back? I was coming work? back, yeah. Oh, wow. That's so crazy. I was almost, almost there, but no. Yeah. I, is, I wonder if that's all because of like the hurricane that's coming up the East I Coast. So, or, yeah. It was? Okay. Yeah, definitely. But they gave it like a really black name. It looked, yeah, it looked it like, like Asia. Yeah, like, that's why okay. I was reading it. I was just like, is that biblical? Like, is that yeah, like, I was somewhere like, in Genesis? Yeah, I was like, I one, one of the 12 tribes of Judah. Yeah. <laughs> like, wilding. Right. But yeah. Uh, I saw that you were, went to a protest on. Uh, oh, on yeah. My, my job, well, the Wise of Greater New York, we had like a protest on Saturday. Uh, oh, how'd it go? So, it was good. I didn't go the whole way because I had to go to work later that afternoon, so I wasn't going to okay. walk down there and then have to go back later. But it was right. cool. I mean, you know, great stuff. And nice. we, we got we got to walk in the streets and block streets off. So it was mm-hmm. nice. It was How many people do you think showed up? Uh, Between 2 and 250. Okay. That's not a bad turnout. No. That's what's up. This is your first protest, huh? Yeah, I mean, you know. I was keeping it safe at first. So, How in terms feel? of, uh, it was. I feel good. I mean, it wasn't as militant. Actually, it was more militant than I thought it would be. But it wasn't like uh-huh. any of the other ones. Like obviously, there was no craziness or, right, you know, right. no, no rioting or anything. Very, right, very, right. very peaceful. I mean, most you know, most protests are peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it starts to get not peaceful when you know you encounter the police really mm-hmm. you know um, it's simply that protests you, you can't if you decide to start a protest at like eight and then say all right everybody go home protest is over it's kind of like okay did you really get your demands met like right you know like what is it that you can protest all day, but it, if your protest is like, I don't want to say, I don't want to say violent. It's not that it needs to be violent, but it it can't be so structured that like the government can ignore it, right? right, right. Or whoever you're protesting against can just say, well, well, they'll be out of here by ten o'clock, so. What do I care? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It'll be like for, um, not for naught, but it'll just be like, okay, we'll just take care of them and then we'll move on. With right. Life. Exactly. It has to be radical exactly. almost. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, it sounds like you had a very interesting weekend. Of course. Working and protesting. Look at you being a man of people. Listen, <laughs> I got to honor my ancestors. Right. Which takes right. us to what we're going to be talking about today, but a little later. Yeah, yeah. Um, first, uh, so we're going to do this a little bit different this time. We are going to start off 
with our sinners first. So the gentleman who we'd like to have come to the altar uh, and be laid and have hands laid on him and maybe laid on his knee as well is Whoa. is Magic's or Magic uh, Orlando Magic's basketball player Jonathan Isaac who if you have not heard about this um as you, as we all know the NBA started back maybe I think a week ago or so mm-hmm. maybe even 2 weeks ago no i didn't have so a people come or no no, okay. no, no, none of these sports um, that are starting back, like none of them are having audiences. Like even even in Europe where the virus has kind of like subsided a bit, like they kind of got a little bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. They, even when they started, they didn't have any crowds or anything. Um, so anyways, the NBA is playing all their games uh, at Orlando is it is it the Disney World in Orlando or is it the Disney World in yeah so it's the East, the ESPN wide world of sports complex in Orlando Florida um, which is basically like on the campus on the Disney World campus um, so they're going to be playing all their playoff games there kind of restarting the season um, and one of the things that have been that's been really notable is that basically every single team has been taking knees during the national anthem. Everybody's been wearing um, black lives matter shirts. Um, I think people at this point, specifically athletes have taken it on upon themselves to make sure that the message is heard the world over Um, because obviously like the NBA is mostly black players. I don't think there are any black owners I, in most major league sports, there are no black owners. Um, so, you know, but having such, uh, I'll say an overrepresentation of black players, um, you know, it, I think the NBA realized that they should not, uh, that they should actually support the players and the message that they want to send. Mm-hmm. So the one player who decided that he did not want to be in solidarity with the rest of the, of the league is Orlando Magic's player, Jonathan Isaacs. Um, and he had this to say. I don't think that kneeling or putting on a t-shirt for me personally is the answer. All right, cool. That's fine. That's fine. You, you can say that. Here's where it starts to get crazy. Black lives are supported through the gospel. All lives are supported through the gospel. I think that the gospel of Jesus Christ is that is that there's grace for us and that just and that Jesus came and died for our sins. Wow. And if we can all come to an understanding of that, that God wants that relationship with us, I think we can get past skin color. Wow. There was something else he said too. Um, I think it was in a different article that it, he basically he was basically some more all lives matter type stuff mm-hmm. um and this is where i start to wonder like what are some of these athletes like not not just athletes but what are some people learning in school now about or even in their churches i should say about like civil rights and how that whole movement was powered through the church mm-hmm. 
because it's odd to me that someone who is black invokes you know the gospel and then would say some stuff like oh i think we could get past race if we can all get people if we can get everybody saved and have a relationship with god because i'm just like bro you know that like the kkk they're mostly white christians right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they don't care about your life sir no um and the fact that you you know, you're just a player to probably your team, your team coach, and your team owner. You're just a player, right? Like this, right. this guy's not a legend. Obviously, no, he's not a legend. He's a young kid, no, right? So he's I mean, young. he's he's only I think he's like maybe a year in. He may be a rookie or like two years in, something like that. Yeah, I'm just it's like you said. I'm curious to see what his upbringing was like, where he's getting his information, and where you know who's honing his mind. Because right. that was some real like, that's like stuff you hear. I won't put. I won't point out a particular race. I'll say you hear other races that are non-black say stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You guys, we don't have to do that. You know, let's just love God and this and that. And I think people, and I've heard someone say this. I think we romanticize Christianity a lot. Christianity yeah. was formed out of rebellion and out of you know standing up for people. Um, um, you know, disenfranchised people, all, all that kind of stuff. So right. every time we try to just be like, oh no, let's hold hands and we don't have to do that. You're really taking away from how the religion you're talking about started, uh, yeah. to be honest. And, you know, you know, we, people talk about Jesus flipping tables, you know, like stuff, not that he's just flipping tables, but you know, just like that sort of aggression in a, in a positive way. That's how stuff it, it's, gets. It, it's, it's, so if if you want to look at it from a from a, a Christian perspective, most of the Bible is basically about people being oppressed and overcoming oppression through their faith in God. Whether it be the Jews, I think they were enslaved like two, three times in the Old Testament. And then in the New Testament, it's about how, you know, the Romans basically had this tight grip on most of the world. And that, you know, it was like they were getting people were getting taxed to go pray, and then like you made God's house like this. You made God's house this like. Hold up, you're making so much noise on the mic. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's like sorry, I can hear it. Yeah. Um, it you know it's it's doing it. Christianity has been a source for people to look at as to why we should fight oppressive systems and for you to come out and be like oh i think it's just you know we need to have a relationship with god and that that'll be the end of it that we'll get past skin color it's kind of it's ignorant Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know it's ignorant to think that okay the civil rights leaders who who invoked god in most of their um in most of their strategy uh, whether it be speeches or you know doing peaceful protests you know, things of that nature, like they were literally fighting racism. You think that, you know, at what they overcame skin color to do that? No. Yeah. Like, what's this kid's name again? Uh, Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> it's funny his last name is Isaac. Yeah. I mean, That's take funny. him up to get killed. Right. But then, 
in an ironic twist of fate, two nights after he basically decided not to kneel, he tore his ACL. That is a beautiful, that's a which, beautiful case of irony. Honestly. I mean, I'm praying for him to be healed. Because of course. I know that injury is, especially for like a basketball player. It could ruin him, right? It, yeah. Yeah. Wow. There, I mean, he's lucky he's not a football player. If he tore in his ACL as a football player, I'd be like, yeah, that, that career is over. Basketball players kind of come back from it, but I mean, and he's young, so yeah, he's young, but it's still not an injury you would want, um, especially when you're starting out in your career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's, there's no demand. Yeah, it could be like just, on to the next, right? And then you just like usually with the ACL, it's like once you once you tear it once, you, there's a high probability that you'll tear it again. Oh wow! It's yeah, it's not one of those injuries that's less like oh, like I broke a bone and my bone grows back stronger so it's less likely that i'll break it again you know what i mean um so so on the one hand i'm praying for healing of your mind uh on the other hand i'm praying for healing of your body and yeah and the other the other thing is he could be just young and ignorant i'm looking up his age now he's not even 23 i think 22 Uh, you know some people uh, some people some people are not they're not there (laughs) I don't here's what here's where I had to call BS on that right and I know you're not necessarily defending him on it but yeah, like no. do you you are a player in the NBA there are tons of Christians throughout the league Christian men throughout the league and you're the only one that's not kneeling like I, I understand, like, groupthink can be very dangerous, and he should be able to express himself and say, like, yeah, you know, I don't think that kneeling is the answer for me. Uh, that's fine. But to try and invoke the idea that all we need is for everyone to have a relationship with God, then we'll get past skin color is very ignorant. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many of how many of those people who have been shot by police or or been the police? How many of them were going to church or whatever, uh, whatever their you know choice of religion was like? The killer and that, the killee. Yeah, well, the victim. I know. Definitely, <laughs> the killee. Definitely made that up. <laughs> but no, seriously, both at church, both being preached to about the same God, the same Savior, yeah, the same harmony, the same unity, and that's what's and going they, on. Yeah, and they could still be, you know, caught up in that same situation, whether you're the victim or the or the killer. So, you know, obviously it, it's not enough to just say like, oh, it's a relationship with God uh, that will that will fix this out, will, you know, fix this whole thing and clear it all up. Like, no. Yeah, because the so, other thing is, you got people who are making decisions who don't have relationships with God. So, right. Like, you're, it's just, no, it's not. Like, that, that's, that's, that's nice. That, like, that's going to help in its own way. But no, you got people making decrees and making laws and passing sentences yeah. who are not interested in God. Yep. And I, I won't lie, like, I have, I have family members 
who always kind of invoke that same logic when talking about social issues or like things going on in the world. They're just like, man, if people just had a better relationship with God, I'm like, I don't think that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like there are people, here's the thing. There are people in the Bible who had relationships with God who still went out and did things that were wrong. Yeah. So like, Plenty. like you know, that's not really the issue. Um, I, like I get what they're saying, but at the same time, it's not you saying that is basically an excuse for you not to put in the work really needed here in a in the earthly plane mm-hmm. to help people out. And that's usually why I know for like Pentecostal churches they kind of get a bad rap. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I just want to pray and this and that. You don't you know, here and there there's been some cr- criticism of Pentecostal churches of not being at the forefront like leaders and such not being right. at the forefront of, you know, different activities for uh, you know, marches and stuff the like movements. that. The movements. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's definitely been a thing across the ages. Absolutely. Well, sir, I, I hope that uh, I hope, hope everything that works out for you. Hope that yeah. Hope, <laughs> seriously, I, I mean, for for him and his family's sake, I hope everything turns out well. I think it's very ironic. Oh yeah, <laughs> you chose not to to kneel, and then, and then two days later, you your whole knee just gives out on you. It's gold. Um, so if you need proof that there's a guy who's listening, yeah, that might've been it. Um, all right. So on to bigger and better news and mm-hmm. our saint of the week. And honestly, like the way her career is going right now, she might, she might make saint of the week every week. Yeah. Uh, we are giving this to none other than Beyonce Knowles mm-hmm. Carter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think most of our listeners, if you are somewhere on earth that gets a Wi-Fi feed, mm-hmm. you know that Beyonce dropped her visual album, uh, was really an extension to the soundtrack to The Lion King, The Gift, which they put out. Um, Lion King came out last year, right? Mm-hmm. Last summer. Yeah. So last summer, um, The Gift dropped. And now we are getting visuals for Blackest King, which is uh, a derivative of The Gift. So, first thoughts. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, hands down, between choreography, between costumes, you know, content, everything was just A. Plus. Imagery. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't expect anything less of her. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go into a deep dive of, uh, of this. So, my first question to you is Had you listened to the gift? before this came out not in totality i did hear some of it uh mm-hmm. but i definitely was familiar with what it was and how it had its part with the movie I, I definitely understood what it was but i did not listen to it fully no did you what did you see the new version of the Lion uh King? yes okay what did you think of it 
uh, you know, it was like, you know, nothing, nothing like the old one. <laughs> you know, I, I have nothing against remakes. I tend to like them if they are good. But you yeah. know, it wasn't such an old one. No, you didn't like it. No, no. Yeah. I haven't. The only reason why I didn't see it was one because I think timing. It, I'm sorry, it was timing. Like for whatever reason, I just didn't get around to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I started hearing like, oh, it was kind of weird. Like the animation was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I was just kind of like, ah, all right, maybe I'll catch it if it comes on TV or something like that. Um, so, and then I, I, I didn't, I didn't really like how it was like the same lines and stuff. Like, nah, I'm good on this. Well, I mean, it's a Disney movie. It's, I don't know how much different it was gonna be, <laughs> but like, but, not line for line, because usually a remake is like, okay, we're gonna remake the same story, but it was, right. it was kind of like line for line. Yeah, I mean. I don't know what else they were going to do. I, isn't that how all of the other they live t- action remakes they've been doing? They isn't that how they've been doing? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm not down for any of that. Oh, okay. All right. So you hate all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think I saw Jungle Book. But I think that was, a, I don't think that was like live animation. I think that was like an action. No, it had to be because of the apes. So yeah, never mind. Uh oh yeah 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 the new Jungle Book that came out yeah a while ago yeah I remember that that one I actually enjoyed yeah okay. um so okay so you hadn't you you saw the movie but you hadn't listened to the gift no I personally didn't listen to the gift because I hadn't seen the movie uh-huh. um so I was just very much kind of like ah whatever like if I hear it I hear it. like I had heard Brown Skin Girl yeah um I was like all right this is I'm not, a cool little anthem for for the women out there. That's cool. Yeah. But like after that, I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah. Um, um it didn't really do anything. I I like what I like what she's doing uh visually and like in terms of her, you know, evolution. But yeah. mu- musically I'm just not that pleased anymore. So I think you didn't that like music? No, nah, I mean it's just like uh, are you is it is it because you don't like Afrobeat? No, I think it's dope. It's just not the same person who was, it's not the same artist. And I think that's great. It's just for me, it's not like, okay, let me go, uh, okay. let me go pop that on. You know what I mean? Like compared to the other stuff she's done earlier in her years. See, I feel like the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Like I was never into Beyonce's like, like all that pop stuff, like mm-hmm. when she was like, I I knew the songs and like you know they were enjoyable. I'm not saying that they were, you know, trash or anything, but I wasn't rushing to like hear the new Beyonce or like mm-hmm. I wasn't like, you know, trying to be like, you know what, I'll I'll go see her in concert. Like none of those songs were doing it for me. Uh, it wasn't until like Lemonade came out. Oh sure, sure. Which really just blacked like, it up. Yeah, well, I was just like. I can rock with this yeah. and I would actually go see her in concert to see these songs perform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that's interesting. Um, so now that you've seen, you watched Lemonade too, right? Yeah. A while ago. Okay. If you had to choose between the two, like you're on a desert Island and you had to choose between listening to Lemonade for the rest of your life or the gift for the rest of your life which one are you taking lemonade mm. why is that uh this content um it just felt more like a 
an everyday album. This this felt more like, okay, this is an album for a movie and she made a visual album. She's like, okay, this is like a specialized piece of work. They mm. both are they're both special, don't get me wrong. But like Lemonade just felt like a more day to day, you know, relationship type of you, you, you can just feel it on a not more human level. You just uh more personable, I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Like I, like I was very aware I was watching a story about a boy, you know, going through his journey with the Blackest King story. Right. Le- right. Lemonade is very, you know, songs about life, everyday life, relationships, and stuff like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it, it, one, they're two totally different albums. Right. They're trying to com- they're trying to tell a very different story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, musically. I don't know. I like a lot of like high energy songs. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would choose uh, the gift or Black is King over Lemonade. Um, but that's just me. I need I I like having that high energy a lot. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that on this. With Lemonade, it's very much like it's very melodic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And they're very familiar kind of like uh, themes and tones. Kind of, it, it reminds me of like albums that you might have gotten in like the '60s for whatever oh, reason. Wow. Like not necessarily, not necessarily like the music itself. It doesn't sound old like that. It's just very like thematic. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. In that sense of like this is a ver- like I'm telling you the ex- a very like black experience mm-hmm. from my own like life sure. but it's something that m- a lot of black people here in america feel especially like black women mm-hmm. um so that's that's where I, where I, where i was coming from with that with lemonade um whereas you know like you said about black is king like yeah it is a story about like this this boy who grows up into a man and like how his foundations how someone can have a foundation like a very strong foundation lose themselves but because of that strong foundation they do kind of wind find their way back and it's very much like the story of the lion king so like you said it's just an extension of that um so i have to ask you what were your top five moments in watching it Oh my goodness! Did you write yours down? I wrote mine down. Okay, because I can't even think. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wrote mine on, down on Twitter. So. Okay. Let me think. Do yours, and then let me think about mine. All right. So, the my number one moment was uh, so I did these kind of like by song. So the number one was my power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is comes later on in the whole thing. This is like almost towards the end, I think. So it's like it's supposed to be like her, because you know she plays Nala in the in the movie, right? Right. right. So it's like Nala and like guess the rest of the lionesses. I'm guessing they fought Scar. Um, so it's basically like all these women uh, doing these serious choreography. Mm-hmm. Beyonce's in like the in the white room. And she's wearing like the all red um, dress. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really dope. Um, and then second one, I would say my second top moment 
was find your what's the song find your way which mm-hmm. is when beyonce's like out in the desert she's got like the black bodysuit on and it's kind of like bedazzled i think with diamonds oh yeah well that was early on right yeah that was like the second i think that was yeah, like the yeah, second yeah. song or so like that one was dope um my third favorite moment was um for the song already so this song it features um this guy Shata Wale. I think that's how you spell it. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Uh so Shata Wale and Major Laser. Um and I think that was like really at least for me, that was like the first uh moment where you get like serious choreography because she's dancing with um with that character who's like in all blue. The paint? Yeah, he was in the yeah. all blue paint the, yeah, like yeah. the entire time. So she was doing a dance with him and they were they had like different outfits. I think she was like in a in cheetah print um in New York and um yeah, yeah. anyways, there was like a huge moment where like there were all these black men kind of surrounding her with like these Ghanaian flags. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, number three, I have here. Um, so the song "Don't Be Jealous Me." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is the one when the boy went into like that old factory, and the guy in the white suit—he had the oh. snake around his neck. I think he's supposed to be Scar. No, I think he was not. Nah, he wasn't Scar. Scar was that dude that was in red the entire time. He had the rings. He kept banging his rings together. Oh, that old guy? Yeah, that was Scar. Oh, God. That was supposed to be Scar. Oh, because the dad was old, too. Okay, yep. that makes yep. more sense. No, this... That's old um, I don't know who that guy was supposed to represent, though. The one with the white with the snake on it, around his neck. Um, Maybe one but I thought, it was, I thought it was just like, one, a dope song. Um... And then you had like some really dope outfits. I think that was the one where like there was the um, the other woman. She was like in a white. It was like a white and bluish bodysuit, but she had like this um, huge kind of like church hat uh-huh. in the factory. Um, so I thought that was really dope. And then my last one was for. Um, and then my last one. Actually, it was not this song. It was for... Hold on, what is the name of the song? Oh, Good Mood. Or no, uh, Mood Forever. That's what it is. You're taking all of mine. Well, you should have wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> so Mood Forever was my was my fifth favorite one. Um, I just love that they did an ode to like Coming to America... Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And and really, I I think probably the thing that stuck stood out to me the most was Beyonce had this painting of basically her as like the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm, I thought mm-hmm. that one was pretty dope, and I thought it was like a really cool moment to kind of reframe what the Virgin Mary could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've always thought about this, you know. We don't actually know what she looked like, but all the pic- all the paintings of her, she's either she's either white with she's like a white brunette or she's white and blonde haired 
depending on where you are in Europe and who the painter is. And I'm just like, who are these models that they were painting to be the Virgin Mary? Because I don't mm-hmm. think they were just like, oh, off the top of my head, I'm just going to. I mean, they could have been. Yeah, but, they had muses, I'm sure. Yeah, but like back then, that was like a thing to have a muse, you know. Uh, and so I thought it was really cool and important for her to to show that painting, at least. I thought it was really cool. So those are my top five moments. Did you figure out uh, Mine, I'll, I'll start with the opening bigger. I think it was a great opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she was on that beach and it kind of like started panning toward her. Yeah. The colors were just beautiful. It was a great start. You know, she's kind of uplifting. Um, she was she had the child in her hand. Mm-hmm. Just such an uplifting start. So that was good. Um, like we have the same ones. Find Your Way Back was dope. And she was in the desert and she had like that futuristic outfit on. Yep. I thought it was cool when the boy was in space. Yeah, yeah. He, he got like, he kind of got... Comet. Yeah, like he got absorbed in this like Twilight Comet thing and then it hit the beach and then she was on the beach. She's just, she's so visually stunning. Yeah. And I think she, well, let me not say that right now. I So there was that, uh, Mood Forever was dope when Hove came in. It was just so dope. They were in that like sort of, it wasn't a mansion, I guess, but they had like the chess pieces in the backyard. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I, I thought that was cool. Mm. And not to be cliche, Brown Skin Girl was dope. And then, you know, honestly, you just don't hear music like that. Yeah, like you nah. never really have like a song dedicated to brown skin women. Yeah, no. Nah, and nah. I just you, you never heard it. Like, and I just think I know it's like the thing. It was one of the most famous pieces from it. But you know, I just think it's important to highlight again. Mm-hmm. And like you have a cast full of black women, just of all eight. And that's the other thing of all ages, not just like these young twenty somethings or whatever. Yeah. Like you got her mom. You have Kelly there, then you have the, her daughter there. They had like this like faux cotillion thing. I thought that, you know I like yeah. old stuff like that. And you so know the other good. the other thing about that too that I don't think people missed it, but it's not something that's really highlighted is that they also had um, they also had like South Asian women in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in certain cult in a lot of countries, there is a whole industry based on skin lightening. Um, mm. And, you know, I think it was important to kind of highlight that. It's just like, you know, in terms of like colorism, you know, we're not the only ones who also have kind of like this, have some sort of um, negative outlook on darker skin people, particularly women. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought it was important to highlight that, and also to nod the fact that there are, there's a, or at least at one point there was, there were a lot of South Asians who were moved or who had somehow wound their way into Africa, mostly because of the British just needing mm-hmm. workers there. Um, so I thought that was a, a cool, a cool nod. Yeah. Um... More than doing more favorite moments, I'll just say I just thought the whole work was so, like I said, visually euphoric almost. It was just like the colors that were used, the the spaces that they used, uh, the landscapes, yeah. like the, the, con- the contrast. You're on a beach, then you're on the desert, then you're in the city, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're here and there, and, like, and then you're in a warehouse almost. It was just beautiful, and the colors, the, the colors against each other, and she's just such... She's an icon, man. Like, yeah. I think I really can't pick 
like I have moments that were dope. I came and picked favorite moments because the whole thing was just so pleasing to look at and just a pleasing content. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So I'm just I was happy. Uh, I can't say I'll, I'll be watching it a lot, but I definitely will remember it always. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I watched it once just to kind of like see what it was, and then I watched it the second time, one more just to kind of like really look at to listen to the music itself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like the other content behind it. Um, yeah. And yeah, it took me like two times till I really appreciated it. Not, not so much like I didn't appreciate it the first time. I think I was just more like, wow, they really pulled this off the first time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is a lot of coordination. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine how much this cost them, you know, yeah, between yeah. the, between the jewelry, between like, the oh, personnel, yeah, you know, the clothing. Um, Bro, the hours into editing. The hours of editing. Not even just the editing. Practice. And then the actual... I'm sure this took a minimum of 10 takes for each of these scenes. And that's a minimum. So I can only imagine how many they actually did for each one. It wasn't like they were doing these all in one take, you know? Um so then what, what were the things that you didn't like about it? Because I only have really two things I didn't like. Uh, I don't know if I didn't like. I don't know if I had anything I didn't like. I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, my the things that I didn't like were aren't really so much about the content itself. Um, so the first thing was I couldn't really, like, I I understood that there were, like, multiple cultures that she was pulling from in Africa, Mm -hmm. but I can't tell what they are just from the visual itself, which, Mm -hmm. you know, for for me, I'm, I'm curious enough to at least go look and, like, look up the information myself. Right, right, right. Um, But I wish there were some sort of, like, I don't know, title card or some sort of like behind the scenes or some sort of like mini documentary to really Mm -hmm. talk about what the source materials were for a lot of these scenes, you know, just, Mm -hmm. just for like people's education, because I think, yeah, because because you can tell she's uh, she's paying tribute to a lot of different things, whether they're past scenes or just cultures in general or scenes from, you know, folklore, not folklore, maybe folk fiction from different cultures. She's bringing that to light. Yeah. So like you said, I think it would be great to at least have some subtitle, like if she's d- doing Oshai or Ocean. I'm, I'm not even sure of the gods and goddesses. Yeah, yeah. But like put like a little caption, like this is what this is. Right. So maybe, maybe another time. Yeah, I'm sure that, I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of behind the scenes uh, footage or they've got enough money over there to, to do a documentary if they wanted to. Um, the, and the, the only other thing that I didn't really care for was I'm really not feeling the whole verses nowadays. Like his raps to me have become so one dimensional. Um, like I know you know, he's older, so he's going to be talking about more mature things, but, like, the mature, for him, like, the more mature things are, like, this kind of, like, 
uh, wealth. It, it's almost, it reminds me of like how ministers who profess, um, what's that gospel where they like basically say like, oh, if you sow this seed, you'll get, prosperity. yeah, like this prosperity gospel. It's, it reminds me of that type of stuff where it's just like, oh, well, if you just do this, if you invest in stocks, then you'll be better off. And it's just kind of like, I don't think it's as simple as that. I think it's simple for you to say that because you got a mm-hmm. billion dollars on your own. But mm-hmm. for the for the guy that doesn't know anything about stocks and doesn't have a job that offers a 401k and like all this other stuff, like just to say, you know, you know, oh, if you invest in art, you know, or real estate and this, that, and the other, it, it's not that simple. Um, Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why I've started to kind of like not enjoy Jay-Z turning up on people's like verses and albums and stuff. So that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like my only critique of, of at least the art itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think she's outgrown him? Oh God, that's a good question. I don't, in terms of content, like, She's obviously on another mm. level in terms of what she's doing. Yeah. And I just think about your, your, you know, what you just said. I think men and women grow in very different ways. Um, I think, and, and I'm saying this based on a very small sample size. I think men tend to grow in terms of like how they, how they view kind of like being responsible in in their like day-to-day relationships like oh is it is it more of a boy thing to like spend a hundred dollars on sneakers or is it more mature to spend a hundred dollars on trying to invest and then grow the money that i have and make my money work for me and like all this other stuff and not to say that women don't think about those things but i find that that becomes like a strong emphasis for a strong emphasis in life for for men and then Mm -hmm. for women i find that they tend to grow in terms of like connecting with people and uh spirituality whether you know that be christianity or whatever they believe in you know whatever one person could believe in it's more about like knowing yourself feeling more assured about yourself in this world and creating a space for yourself to, to kind of like move forward. I don't know if that really makes a lot of sense, but that's just kind of like how I, how I process how women, men and women differ in the way that they grow. So I don't, I don't know if she's outgrown him as much as it is. They've grown in very different ways. Mm. So like it's, it's kind of to your point about, you know, her music, you know, when she's talking bills, 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 mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and bugaboo and all this stuff, everything is about like her attention on like men and like how they, you know, interact, how she interacts with men and how they interact with her. Um, and you can say a little bit about that on Lemonade as well. But even in Lemonade, it's about, okay. How do I, how am I defining myself in this relationship? How am I defining myself to the world as it pertains to this relationship? 
Um, and then this one, it's more about like motherhood, at least for her. Mm-hmm. It's about like, you know, being a mother and, um, you know, how do I create community? You know, how do I create a community for my son? How do I create a community for my daughters? You know, like what that's what I got from brown skin girls when I'm watching them. Like she wants not just her daughter, but also like other her other friends' children to be surrounded by these black women who are strong, who have seceded in, in spite of what the world may think of them based on their skin color. So yeah. I think they just grown in, in different ways. I don't know if she's outgrown him though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you outgrow a billion dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> so one more thing uh, that I want to highlight, I really enjoyed a lot of the lyrics in some of these songs. Um, I will say at least the one that really stood out to me was from the song Nile. Mm-hmm. She says, um, got the Nile running through my body. Look at my natural. I'm so exotic. Darker the berry, sweeter the fruits, deeper the wounded, deeper the roots. Nubian doused in brown. I said, I'm lounging in it. Fountain of youth. I said, I'm drowning in it. And I was just like, that is a beautiful way to say black don't crack. Right, right. <laughs> and that black women are just as exotic as any of these chicks that, I don't know if you heard about this, but like 50, 50 Cent was on um, Little Wayne's podcast. It was like, I think this happened like two weeks ago, but he was saying that you know, the reason why, you know, he dates the women that he dates is because they look like they just got off a boat and he's never seen that before. And I was just Who said that, like, 50 or Lil Wayne? 50. Wow. Um, and, you know, there's a lot, there are a lot of rappers who have, you know, from the nameless to very famed, they've all, a lot of them have, said these things about you know they don't want they don't date black women or they don't date black women of a certain skin tone because you know they've already dated that or you know that's just not what they want um or they straight up be like those type of women are ugly to them uh and that's why they date uh light-skinned women or hispanic women you know it it, it the gamut of the uh of of things that have been said about black women is long and varied. So I just thought this was a nice verse to say a nice, you know, kind of like poetic way of saying those, uh, that black women are exotic and that, you know, black don't crack. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, okay. So as with many of Beyonce project performance, there's always some sort of critique and response to it. Um, And I think they are always, well, somewhat interesting. So the first one we'll go over, we'll go over the Christian responses to this and you can take that one. Oh, um, I mean, you know, it's always been a rumor you know, especially with high profile celebrities that they are into satanic worship or <laughs> right. slash Illuminati um, workers or 
shepherds, people call it. <laughs> they you call know. them shepherds? Or like, you know, like like people that just work for these higher powers oh, and God. try to and try to get, you know, this and that. So that's always been a thing. It definitely became a thing when she came out with drunken love. And people were just like, oh my God, what is this? So that that's always been really? a thing. That, to me, that's where it like heightened when people were just like, okay. Like this some like this chick is clearly not even She's not even the same girl anymore. So there was that. Uh, with this, and it really has nothing to do, like, when we talk about this project, it really has nothing to do with her. She just happens to be the one under the limelight at the moment. There has just yeah. always been a stigma. And right now I'm going to say with African spirituality, but I'm going to say with any other religion, period. Yeah. And it's like, I can even think of things that I've heard and honestly, we've said this before, even different sects, S-E-C-T-S, within mm-hmm. Christianity, there are like people looking down on each other in the same faith. So, but yeah. I don't want to go down, yeah. I don't want to do that right now. But like, you know, they're just, there's just a look down on other religions within Christianity. I'm sorry, with Christianity, there's just a look down on other religions. And But now we're going to talk about African spirituality. There's always been this stigma of that's demonic, you know... Yep whatever the practices are it's voodoo and it may that is the name of it but it may not all what i want to you know what i want to say bro i just wish we had an opportunity willingly or just uh, not unwillingly but just like have the opportunity to understand other things than what we've been taught and i think that just has to come from the heart you have to either be taught naturally or you have to want to acquire more information because you can't just look at other people's religions and be like, okay, they all going to hell. That's all Satan, this and that. Like they just like, you know, we grew up Christian. So we have our heroes and anti-heroes. I think that's the Mm -hmm. the proper term. You know, every religion has it. And it, you know, just like we have and and our, our our enemies, like Pharaohs and King, like Nebuchadnezzar and Ramses and even more spiritual enemies other religions have that too just like we have yep. heroes like jesus or daniel or you know job you know <laughs> we have all those kind of different types of heroes other religions have those too and mm-hmm. i think if people just knew had more information and wanted to learn more we wouldn't be so quick to just be like oh no that's crap or that's that demonic african stuff like first of all how, how can you even say that when we're african people yeah. How can you even be? And then it's not like okay, okay, slaves would be like okay, that's the African voodoo stuff because they didn't know any better. But how can we live in this age of information and just totally downplay the the things that come from the first first of all the motherland of all countries, but definitely us as blacks. Like it's just yeah. like we just got this. We just stuck in this. I won't say stuck. I, I don't want to go there today. But we're just in this Christian thing and Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I don't want to hear nothing else. Nothing else will work for me. And that may be true. But to act like, first of all, nobody has the answers. <laughs> so yeah. nobody has all the answers yeah. as to what's what and what will be after we die. No one has died long. Had, no, I'm sorry. No one has been dead long enough to know what will happen after we die. To come back and then has come back to be like, oh yeah, that's what's going to happen. So nobody, yeah. nobody has the authority to say what is right, what's demonic, what's not demonic. And that's and all of that. So basically, let me just wrap it up. My point is, 
I think she just gets a bad rap. She's getting a bad rap now from a lot of Christians, you know, for the imagery that she has in her work, Black is King. And I just, it just comes from uh, being unwilling to learn. It's just about learning. Like yeah. she, she had the ram's horn and people were like, oh, that's that, that's that thing. You know, like, right. like going like, in though. You know what I, you know what is, you know what's very remarkable about Christian critiques, particularly as it comes to like arts, and you know and specifically Beyonce I feel like she gets the brunt of it because she has done all this research um, and she's not afraid to be avant-garde with her art Mm -hmm. so it takes her art to different places that a lot of people are just I'll say uncomfortable with or you know because of like you said a lack of knowledge so um, ignorance but it's also there's a lack of sympathy for other cultures Oh yeah, that comes with Christianity. There is an arrogance that comes with you are that only this way is the right way. Um, and I think that's very. I don't know how. I don't know how pervasive that is amongst all Christians around the world. That I'm saying at least, but I know that's very specific to like what to like. American Christians. Oh yeah. That's just like they can't even fathom the idea of someone praying to another uh deity. Yeah. Uh or believing in something else. Europe um, Europe these days may be a little more open. Like, okay, that's your religion. And they may even like I know people that will go to a mosque and be like, okay, that's not my thing. But I yeah. will at least I mean, people in America are like that too, if you're open to it. Like, I, you know, people come to church and they'll be like, okay, I'm in the church right now. I'm praying. I'm praying for some, you know, a tragedy may have happened. I'm going to a church and they're not Christian. They may be Muslim or whatever. So it's like, okay, I respect this, but I, it's not my path. But, but yeah. you're right. The brunt of especially like evangelicals, you know, if I can like really group it off, like Black Baptists, Black Pentecostals, definitely like that Southern area, like where, where, mm-hmm. where that region, you know, that type of church kind of originated definitely that you know putting that stigma on other religions yeah and and then the third part about like christian critique of things like this that that i don't like is like the the critiques are always so unoriginal it's never like they never do any like real deep analysis as to why christians shouldn't believe in this it's always just like oh this is the symbol of the bathlemeth and i'm just like Y'all didn't even know what that is. And that's like, to me, I had never, never in church do I ever hear any preachers talk about that. Yeah. And that's what makes me wonder, where is this coming from? Yeah. Like, is that, like, are you guys, where, where did, where is that originating from? How do you know about that? You know, like, obviously you can get the internet. But, like, where's the source material for this yeah. stuff? Um, so that's, like, always been my my issue with kind of, like, Christian critiques. Because there was, I mean, there was someone that we knew who, anytime Beyonce performed. Oh, he's my, um, I don't care. I don't care. Whenever Beyonce performed, I mean, we would get just, like. A thesis a thesis on how she was the devil <laughs> incarnate and how she was practicing witchcraft and casting spells 
over the crowds and that they were using it through the TVs and like I was just like y'all have no faith in God yeah or anything because it's like yeah or anything why are y'all this scared yeah like if you're if your faith the only reason why you could really be that scared or just like so have like this much hate and vitriol for anyone else's practice like religious practices is because your faith isn't really that strong and that mm-hmm. you're so scared that they'll convert you rather than you converting them so yeah. you rather rather disparage them and the the funny thing is it is rare that I ever see, even in my times being overseas, it is rare that I've ever seen anyone who is uh, Hindu, Buddhist, um, Jewish, you name it. I have never been approached by any of them and been asked, well, do you believe in my God? And do you have time to learn about it today? I've never been asked that. Yeah. And, and I and I get that, you know, in the Bible, there is somewhat of a mandate to do that. But a lot of the times it is not done in love, it is no. not done in in like this um, in a way that would make someone want to listen in the first place. You know what I wonder? You know? I wonder. There's no, it's not done in love or respect. I should say a lot right. of the time. I wonder because I was just thinking religion is such a power move, and like it goes even back to when you think about. I mean, just all throughout time, really. But like, yeah. I wonder, like for American Christians, just down through the generations, I wonder because it was just brought upon in such a forceful way from jump. If that's just something that has just kept going through down through the generations. I'm, well, I'm just, yeah, like I'm, like I'm, for for Americans, I don't know about anyone else at this point. Well, there was a whole like you know manifest destiny and all that, and that like gave a lot of Christians they felt the authority yeah. to go out and do forced conversions on people, yeah. and like that traumatized a lot of people. And I'm sure you know if you talk to like Native Americans about how you know their ancestors were forced to learn uh to get rid of their gods um and a lot of their own practices yeah that stuff is traumatizing mm-hmm. um, e- even africans when they first got over here yeah yeah absolutely um but yeah so no i didn't really appreciate many of the uh christian responses <laughs> quote unquote christian responses to and- Oh, what are you guys oh no, I was going to say, you know, it's cr- and I'm just going to like really say it. The people that are saying things, they don't know anything. They no. just know, they just know what, and I, you almost can't blame them because that's, that is how we were raised. It was not an open mind. Not every, I'm not, come on, like you've heard it. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what your mind. No, like, no. I'm just sure. saying like, like it was like, and I say this all the time because like, we talked about this at nauseum about how Christianity Christianity states the only way to live in paradise after you die is accepting Jesus. Yes. We talk about this all yeah. the time. So mm-hmm. that's and that's where that authority comes. Like, okay, all of that you're going to hell then. 
That's where the authority comes because it's in the literature. It's in the, right. it's there. It's in the right. New Testament. So I think there's that. And I do want to say, and I'm just going to say it. I saw something about like different rituals from different, specifically African rituals and um, mm-hmm. practices about maybe sacrificing and this and that. And somebody said, and I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, but y'all like have these rituals of eating someone's body and blood. (laughs) And I just said to myself, wow, these people are breaking down the things that I've just thought were so normal. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying it's wrong to do. I'm just saying like, that's how dumb a Christian will look like fighting, fighting someone who may be doing a different kind of practice but you, someone who died almost two thousand years ago, you're having these rich and some 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 um, churches do it every Sunday. Some churches, yeah. like really strict Catholics, they go every day and take communion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we grew up like once a month or whatever. You know, there you mm-hmm. have it. But like, it's still the practice of this is a ritual of me um, figuratively eating the body of someone, right, and then drinking their blood. And then like, right. but you're going off on another, and it's just like, wow. Yeah. So, I it, mean, I thought that was very interesting. The, the Really what it is is like, you know, you say that what I do is strange, but for me, from my perspective as, you know, someone who's, who grew up in some small village somewhere, and this is our practices, we would never think about eating someone who, or literally or figuratively yeah. we would never do that so yeah. what are you talking about yeah, yeah. no i i totally get that yeah um yeah there's just there's what it what it comes down to is is how much respect do you have for other people's humanity mm-hmm. right like you know if someone grew up in a specific religion and this is the way that they do things based on that, um, based on those religious teachings. How dare you come up to them and tell them that the past 25, 50 years of their life, they've been basically worshiping the devil. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even, even if that's how you felt, I, I personally do not think that it's my place to say those things. Yeah. And... And I know, like, for a lot of Christians, like, they feel that they have the authority that's given to them, you know, through the Bible, through, by God, to, you know, to try and convert people. I, for whatever reason, have never felt that conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know, maybe I, I'm, I'm, a, maybe I'm arrogant or ignorant. To, to what it is that God wants from me. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping that he'll see that that just was never going to be my personality. Yeah, yeah, um, So. Well, I'm I always. No problem, I have no problem, like, telling people about my faith. And, like, right, I was about to say. I believe in. Right, you right. Know, and if you want to learn more. That's on you. Know, you. We, that's on you. And if you want me to, you know bring you to church or you want me to explain certain things to you i will try my best but i'm never going to be like i'm never going to say authoritatively if you don't believe in this you are going to burn in hell yeah 
and that be the end of it. Like I would never say that to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I was gonna say that's my personality. Like and like you were just saying, you're never gonna authoritatively do that. I'm more inclined to like talk to you about something give you more moral advice than religious advice or like mm. trying to get you into where I'm at. I'll, I'll talk to you on a morale, like a, on a level of morale. Like you should not be doing that period as a human. Right. You know, rather than like, okay, Jesus, 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 that's just me. And like, I'm the same way. It's like, you know, that's on you. If you would like to know more, I can tell you what I have grown up learning, what I believe mm-hmm. now and then we could take it from there. But like, no, like, it's like, I'm not doing that. First of all, it makes people right. uncomfortable. And then it could just turn into a thing. And in yeah. and, and, and this day and age, like, I'm just not doing that. Yeah. All right. Well, back to Black is King. Where were yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, something that you were talking about. Uh, well, actually, something that we talked about. Uh so Africa not being like this monolith um, and it's something that I hinted towards like earlier when I was saying like, you know, I wish that there were some sort of title card or some sort of documentary that could tell us more about, um, you know, the different cultures. I think, you know, the opposite side of that is like, we rarely see modern day Africa. And I think that was something that you were uh, saying that it's something that you wanted to see more of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of you know people who are a lot more closely connected to the continent also feel. Um, I think one of the first critiques that came out, I think when this when the trailer dropped for Black is King, which I don't know when that was, that must have been a couple of months ago. Um, a lot of a lot of people were just like, you know, we all don't live in huts mm-hmm. and you know live amongst animals and are mm-hmm. painting our skin every day. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we have Wi-Fi here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would have made more sense. I, listen, when it comes to Africa, Africa is the origin of humanity. So it, mm-hmm. there's always going to be that fascination about, you know the desert the the i don't know if they have rainforest but like the 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 they have jungles the ju- the jungle you know where animals dwell there's always going to be that attachment to africa period mm-hmm. no matter yep. how modern you know it is or yeah. it has become but i just i think it would have been better if she had shown you know kenya or right i don't know if liberia is modern i'm not quite sure or you know i think people have an over obsession with egypt so i'm glad she left that out yeah, but, you I know, was, I was thinking about that too. I'm glad that the really the only hint towards or nod towards Egypt was them talking about the Nile. Yeah, and basically having like the whole story of Moses go hand in hand. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. I think you know um, Egypt has been played. Um, mm-hmm. There's just so many more, so many other nations in Africa yeah. that may not be as prominent as Egypt, but they, they've they've had their riches. They've had their time. I'm I'm glad Jay Z mentioned them. Uh, Mansa Musa, yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, that was cool. And one of his one cool. of his lines. So yeah, I mean, I think it would have been great to have that uh, rural element, that natural element, but also have the modern cities, man, because they have like some real, like looking like New York. Mm-hmm. So I think that would have been cool. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I thought she. I I will say this. That was really the only thing, the only set 
that didn't seem to fit the entire mood. It's like whenever they were in New York, mm-hmm. I was just, and I think it's really only like two or three clips, mm-hmm. but I was just kind of like, y'all could have done that in a modern city in Africa somewhere. Yeah. Like they, they have cities that I'm sure have amazing landscapes. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish, you know, it, if there was one celeb that I kind of wish was uh, involved or at least had made an appearance, um, I wish Akon had been in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he like lives there, right? He 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 had provided um, power to one of the cities. Yeah, like he's he's been investing a lot in not just his home country. I forget what country he is from or his his um, family is from, but. Yeah, he's. I, I've seen a couple of news articles talking about, like, you know, he's really pushing to make sure that, you know, not only does do certain parts of Africa that I guess we would say aren't necessarily, like, modern, but one, they get upgraded, you know, that he's bringing Wi-Fi to places, you know, he's bringing just, like, regular, you know, regular civilization stuff that would be fitting for a 21st century country you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so i wish he had made an appearance in there and but yeah i would have loved to have seen like a modern african like skyline yeah you know, yeah yeah like that um so or like a, or like an african club <laughs> like just yeah, something, just like something yeah. you know that that wasn't necessarily just like you know people in masks and or like you know in traditional african garb. regalia yeah all that stuff. right um and you know i think a lot of it part of it is i think she's she was looking for a certain look anyways just given the story she was trying to tell mm-hmm. um right because like the whole point of like the lion king is about you know how he returned how he's looking up to the stars mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. guidance from his ancestors so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it it made sense from an artistic point of view mm-hmm. um but yeah i wish we could have gotten a little bit more mm-hmm. modern african cities in in there mm-hmm. uh, in some of the visuals um there's this false narrative out there african-americans um that we are all descendants of kings and queens um and, you know, for those of you who live in Black neighborhoods or know Black people who are from America, you, I'm sure you've heard people say, like, yo, what's going on, King? Or where are all my queens at? All this other stuff. Um, and, it, and it drives this story that, you know, you and I, you, you and me, EJ, our great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was definitely a king in whatever country tribe that he was a part of. But the simple fact of the matter is it's likely not true, right? Like there is a very, there is a reason why some of the people that were brought over on slave ships were brought here to work. And it's because more than likely they were the ones in their own countries who were tilling the land anyways. You know, it's not like you're just going to get Queen Sheba to all of a sudden 
decide that she is lowly enough to, you know, take care of this white woman's child. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it, it's, I think that's one of the other criticisms of this uh, movie. I'm calling it a movie. It is a movie. It's just that it gives kind of like this false sense and almost like kind of desecrates the the turmoil and kind of like the experience of those enslaved peoples who weren't they weren't more than you know probably just goat herders or farmers in their own countries before they were brought over here Mm -hmm. uh i take it two ways i take it that way too uh the first way i take it is you know even before this movie it's like people like oh we was kings you know, we was this and that back in Africa. I take it as a way, especially like with slavery and Jim Crow, like anything from the 60s prior, I take it as like, oh, we want to let you know that no, it did not start here. There was a yeah. culture, you know, you know, as a slave or like even post-slavery, you're not learning about the goodness that Blacks came from or the, right. let's call it royalty or the civilization the organized civilization that Blacks, or I'll, I'll say Africans for now, had before the abduction, you know, p- people didn't know about that. So I, I guess like that whole, we were kings and queens and you're a Black queen, you know, I guess that was like just a way to let people know that we, that we were more than slaves and mammies and this and that. So that, that that's the right. that's one right. half of it. I think the other half is, yeah, it's like you're doing a dis- then it's like, okay, we all come from royalty, and that's not the you know you pretty you pretty much just put it the same way I'm gonna say it. We don't all come from that, and it really puts a disservice to like maybe the the classism, sexism that was already in Africa before the whites right. came over. Like the whole you know to act like we were like something in like Black Panther how they were all like together, but like to say it right. was like that to say it was like that before. No, there was always evil. There's always bro. There's like I always say before there's always classism. There's always sexism. Yep. There's always um elitism with I said classes. Yeah, you know, th- those isms mm-hmm. were always there before the whites yeah. came. It just obviously bumped up a notch. But yeah, yeah, that stuff was already there. I mean, you know, like a uh not even like a king, but like a I won't say aristocrat because they probably I don't know if they had those in Africa. But like someone of high no, of course they did. <laughs> no, but like no, 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 I'm saying like I don't know if they were calling them that. Uh, no, I mean, they were probably, no, you know, I'm they saying, probably did real Game of Thrones, the highborn. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> they weren't called aristocrats. But, like, yeah, yeah, no, like, no. Some, like, somebody of that level was, like, dumping on a goat herder. Like, right, who, yeah, like, no, ew, sure. like, no, who are you? So, I mean, like, that, that stuff was definitely there. So, it's like, to paint, to paint this unity and, you know, the kings are looking down on you, like, that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, it's just very magical, but it may not have been the case. Right. You know, someone I read this article um, from Real Smart Brothers, and the guy was just saying, or the, the author of the article was basically saying, like, okay, so one, there's there's only going to be one king and one king and, and one queen, right? The rest of y'all would have been their subjects, yeah, right? And yeah, like the closer you are to power, probably the better you get treated. But the further away from it you are, you know, it's not like you being the king and queen, you're treating, you know, the lowest of your of your country 
with all this respect, which while you should, the likelihood of it is you think that they are there to serve you, Mm -hmm. not the other way around. It's rare that like kings or, or royalty feel that the people who live in the country that they rule over are there to are are there to be served by them know, yes by them yeah 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 you know, even i mean even if you if you i mean look at the way england is set up right now right even though you know their royal family doesn't have any real political influence the, it, like the way that they separate themselves from the rest of the people like the only time the majority of the time the only time you see them is one if there's a wedding and or two they wind up in the tabloids for some real stupid stuff like the way they've been treating Meghan markle mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they still they looked at her and basically say oh she's a commoner yeah i mean even even um what's the other prince's name kate there's her yeah so Kate, I mean, I, I don't think she comes from any. No, like, she's a commoner too. She was she. Yeah. her family's like a party planning family, right? And like, I remember that was kind of a big deal when she married um, into the family. Like, mm-hmm. people were like, "Oh, she's not, she's not like some elite, elite." You know, yeah, she doesn't come from some elite family or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they were surprised that that they even let that go. But so I can only imagine in a world where there is no social media to critique, you know, or, or even like an open media itself, a free, what they call it in here in America, a free media to critique your politicians or mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they, there's none of that back then in the, in the 1600s. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, no, I mean, what slaves came here in 16, uh, 1619. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that there were kings back then. Yeah, no, there was no media back then. There's no press mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to um, to actually like critique whether the king or queen are doing things right. It was just, no, you're a subject. You're going to do what they say. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, well, two things. I want to like go back to what you said about Kate. I, even though this is so off topic, I think it's so amazing how how royal bloodlines were so tight up until recently, mm-hmm. like yeah. you, if you were like, let's say this royal family, the Windsors, you would have to marry another foreign, like if you were a prince, you had to marry a foreign princess. It was tight like that. It wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, she's nice and she's decent, so I'll do that. Nah, like them joints were tight. You had to marry someone who was just as high as you, maybe like one step under. So I, I've always found that so interesting. So that, you, here's to to your point. Just imagine they wanted their bloodlines to be so exclusive. Like it was so difficult to get into those families. They would rather marry w- amongst their own family members. Yeah, they marry their own cousins just to keep bloodlines pure. All the monarchs in Europe not, are related. Yeah, it's kind of disgusting. Yeah. Um. So like, but yeah, yeah. You can literally look at like some. Not Middle Eastern, not, not, like Eastern European country. Not okay, whatever. Something that's not like England, and you'll be like, "Oh, that's Queen Elizabeth's like fifth cousin," because yeah. it's just so inbred almost. Yeah. So like all of them, are, like all of them, are like that. The French, yeah, like yeah. the French, like I think they were um, the Bourbons mm-hmm. was like the was like the last kind of like French royal 
family, they were related, they were closely related to like the royal family of Spain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then like way back when, when, whenever, you know, I think the British, they were cousins, the, their British, like the British royal family of whatever timeline or family lineage, they were close relatives of the French royal family. Um, and then it became that way between the Russian and, and the and the British royal families. Like it's all it's all kind of nasty. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so, yeah, it doesn't. Honestly, I I get the idea of you know, you know, having the having knowledge that yes, there were kings and queens that existed in Africa. Um, I think there's to your point. There's a whole like ideology of that if there were kings and queens there then yeah that means there was an entire society and civilization that was set up um, and that it was it should be things that are taught the other part the other side to that though is um, wanting to prove that out so much really kind of falls within a sense of like respectability politics mm-hmm. because it basically says that because there were kings and queens and there was a civilization there we shouldn't have been enslaved right but it's just like okay well what about more than likely i think someone told me this like a lot of those peoples who were enslaved were part of like nomadic tribes mm-hmm. so they didn't necessarily bow down to any one king or queen right so are you saying that because they didn't have you know they weren't part of necessarily like one particular civilization they were worth enslaving you know so no matter what whether you think whether you want to call yourself a king or queen what was done to black people was just inherently evil Mm mm-hmm and it shouldn't have been done whether there were kings and queens there or not or if it was just a bunch of tribes running all over the place you know what was done was was terrible um and unethical so you know i've never i didn't really think about it in that sense until recently until someone brought it up to me um you know even after watching black is king so it's kind of like a little bit of like double consciousness, right? Like on the one side, I'm like, no, nah, I get it because black Americans here, we were enslaved here. Our histories were taken from us. Our languages were taken from us. We were told we were the, the, the scum of the earth basically. And that we deserve this type of treatment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something to, and then being able to say like, Oh, well, you know, you are a King. It is something to, I guess, aspired to mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. of like, well, how can we build our communities here? How can I be a leader within my own community? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not necessarily that I want to subjugate somebody or, you know, you know, yeah, it'd be nice because I live in a capitalist country. It'd be nice to have enough money to do, you know, whatever I want to do and not have to like worry about finances or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be nice to be able to, to, um, to take advantage of like the nicest of things. Um, but I wouldn't want that to happen at the cost of 
destroying my community. Right. Um, so, so there's that. There's that take on the kings and queens arguments. Um, I think it's it's something that is very pervasive. And yeah. Some, I don't. I wouldn't say it, it can kind of get divisive. Mm. I've I've seen people get really upset about it. Yeah. Um, I, I I hope one day before while I'm on this earth, I can see a movie. And if there is one, hopefully someone will reach out and let me know. I want to see a real movie about an African society pre-slavery. Uh, mm. You know, I'm thinking maybe 14, 1500s, or even, I don't care, maybe before. You Didn't know. you see The Mummy? Oh, God. <laughs> Yo, it's so weird. Like, I was so into that movie because I was into, like, Egyptian history, but, like, that's just, like, the worst. I know. That's, like, the worst. Like, oh, my God. Terrible. I can't even get into white savior right now because you know that's that's like all over that. that whole Not thing. only that, but they took one of the most intelligent like figures in Egyptian history, oh, Imhotep, Imhotep, and turned him into like this evil yeah. like w- like uh, warlock. Yeah, yeah, dude. carrying on. Yeah, I mean, so I know that I know that the mummy that particular version was a remake of like an earlier mummy that they did back in the 1950s or whatever but still <laughs> yeah. my god yeah i mean you know it's hollywood but yeah i just want to see something like from the from west africa just like kind of like apocalypto but like in africa and i was even i was even watching a review of apocalypto and they were tearing that thing up oh yeah they were oh, like yeah. Because you know who did that, right? Yes. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> and he always has his own like agenda with stuff. Oh, of course. Like, of course. I, one of my favorite movies is The Patriot, and I was watching like a movie. I, I was watching a video on YouTube, and they were critiquing that. I was like, dang. It, yeah. Yeah, it, just narratives. He, yeah. yeah, his his narratives is, is uh, very skewed. I mean, I, I mean, when we went to Mexico, and the guy was, um, when we went on tour, at um at the pyramids there the guy was just like yeah how many of you have seen apocalypto mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was just like throw that entire movie out yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like no they were not sacrificing people so that the rains would come like yeah yeah he, he was just like first of all they would only do that at certain times of the year for you know and they would only pick like one person and that person already had volunteered to be doing that. Yeah, uh, it was a, they weren't capturing people out of the jungles to kill them yeah. all. Like, yeah, you know what, bro? Like, I just want to dig back in for a second. You know, and again, the whole stigma of like, oh, that's demonic, that's satanic. To, but like, how many people were burnt at the stake? Yep. Like, I mean, yep. religious Christian leaders burnt. First of all, because like they may not believe, they may be practicing something else on the side. Killing people, burning them, sacrificing them, but like remember, they were torturing. They were torturing Jews. Like the Catholics were torturing Jews and Muslims. Uh, I don't know if it was during the Crusades. I mean, I'm sure it happened during the Crusades. Yeah. But there was um, the Inquisition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, if you're not Christian, we don't care if you're Jewish oh my or God. Muslim. And they were just going in. It is so amazing how the leader. Or like the 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 not deity, the 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 prophet of Christianity, Jesus, literally gave words on how he wanted his gospel to be spread, yep. and it's like people just did they 
own thing. <laughs> like, that's why it's just not even respectable anymore. It's like people literally for hundreds of years just took all of that, took took his name, took his story, and just yeah. was like, yeah, we're going to conquer the world on this. This is a pretty yeah. story, and we're going we're gonna to go with this one. Yeah. The, they, it, it was definitely used. I mean, and, and here's the thing. All religions have done this at some point in time. Yeah. They have used their their religious beliefs to inflict pain onto some other group. Um and, and it's sad to see. I, I think I think though kind of one of the tenets, at least for Christianity, is um grace in the sense of like acknowledging where you were wrong and doing right by those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that I think that's something that's missed a lot of the time when people critique Christianity is just like, and, and granted there's a lot of wrongs that need to be, that need to be, is it wrought, righted? I would say make uh, make, make, <laughs> make right. This would be made right, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. I mean, I I think that's sometimes why I'm even hesitant to to criticize Christianity because I'm just like, yeah, this thing was was absolutely crazy. But there's still, you know, as a believer, there is. Um, there is that hope that, you know, just as God has granted us grace, that we will at some point start to grant each other grace and actually treat each other with the respect that Jesus intended. So, you know, but until that day, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess you just do the best you can with what you got. Yeah, I mean, once we get to the point where it's like, okay, that's what you do, cool. This is what I do, cool. That that's half the world's problems, or like that's you, mm-hmm. or like that's you know, you were born this. I, I, I'm not talking about sexuality. I'm talking like you were born in this faith, or this is what you're going to do, or like you I'm, you were born this race, this culture. Yeah. That's fine. I mean. I mean, even sexuality. Yeah, you, you know, I, you, you got to put you got to put that yeah, in there. Too. All of it. I um, mean, all of it. Like the life that you live is your life. The life that mm-hmm. I live is mine, and we must live together as human beings. Yeah, and that's really. I mean, God, if everybody just was on that page, we we'd be like a hundred steps ahead. It's amazing. Yep. Like all, yep. all of this is just bigotry. Yeah, literally. So. You know, yeah. that's what uh, I think, you know, our, our main topic today about, you know, the judgment of Beyonce's imagery. I mean, again, that's just that's just bigotry. It's just like, yep. bro, that's somebody's culture that first of all, those cultures were there before blacks even created gospel, before blacks even was brought over here. You right. know, those cultures right. were in existence high time. So, like, how can you just dump on it like that? And you know what's what's crazy to me? Um, you know, I've been so I've been uh reading Genesis and from what I'm taking from a lot of this, 
and and I know that obviously the Bible evolves into, you know, into what it is now into the New Testament. Um, but for a very long period of time, God, it, it seems like, and I don't, I don't want to say this. God really only ordered the Hebrews to worship him. Mm. And Ooh. they lit in, in a lot of, in a lot of places that they were in, whether it been Egypt, different parts of Africa, different parts of the middle of what we now know as like the middle East and Jerusalem and like all those places, Mesopotamia, there were other cultures there. And, you know, like, God had them living amongst those people peacefully for the most part, for the most part. Like, mm. obviously, I'm sure there were tensions mm. and, and things like that. Mm. But, like, you never hear really about, like, and while it does happen, it definitely happens. Like, most of the time, like, for example, like, Abraham, he's moving in this, in, in Canaan and, like, different parts of Mesopotamia where like there were all these other groups of people there and God basically, it wasn't like God was killing them all off and saying, all right, now here, take the land and just, you know, till the land and do my work, whatever. He was just like, no, the Hittites were there and the Amorites and like all these other groups of people. I'm sure they must've had some sort of other religious, like, uh, framework going on in these societies. Mm -hmm. so how is it that like now in this day and age where we're more we're supposed to be more modern and more educated that we're just like nah that's all devil worship yeah you know what else is interesting to me that we were talking about like you as you were listening as you were talking yes god that um judaism i don't even know if they called it that back then well whatever that was the that was that was the Faith they were of, just Hebrews. Yeah, that was the faith of the people. And yes, they were amongst other cultures. Had to have been. Mm-hmm. They, and there had to be more than were in the Bible. Those are just yeah. the ones that were in the Bible. Come on. The, right. the, the earth is huge. But, you know, there was no even... Like, Jews... I don't see Jews, like, witnessing. Like, oh, let me get... Never. And it's like... So... You're telling me the first half of the Bible, nobody was to witness? That's so interesting to me because yes. Christianity is a branch off of Judah. Okay, well, this is a good episode. Christianity is a branch <laughs> off. So, I mean, we use the Old Testament. It's like, it's connected to us. It's like, okay, yep. the New Testament starts when Jesus was born, blah, 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 blah. But we still reference the Old Testament. We're not like, okay, that's, that's done. Um, yeah. It's just interesting to me that there was no ma- mandate to go out and win souls. Yeah. I just yeah. think, but then now it's like this mandate, like we need to win souls for the kingdom. It's just mm-hmm. like, there's so many unanswered questions that, you know, I just wish people would think about something before they just go on these um, tirades and all this and that about what they know to be, quote unquote, know to be right. And you have to think about some of this stuff, like what, uh, that's all I have to say. That's just something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I, I don't want to keep going and just go down a rabbit hole. But yeah, yeah, like that's definitely a thought of mine. Like there was no, you know, uh, no job to, to go 
win these souls for the Lord at the time. There was right. there was no Jesus, so right. You know, just, usually like conversions at that time usually happen because people witness something, some sort of miracle. Yeah. Um something of, of that nature. Um yeah. And I and I've always had a thing about the way quote unquote miracles quote unquote happened back then. <laughs> You said "quote unquote" miracles. No, like you know, you know how I <laughs> like feel about things. like them. Like I mean, I don't know. It's like so, so many interesting things happened then that uh-huh. don't happen now. But I've had this conversation. I mean, I think miracles today are different. Like yeah, I, I, I always say, when you have a stage four, then you have a full recovery. To me, that's a full miracle. Yeah. Or you know, yeah. you're dead poor and. You find money when someone gives you money. That's a miracle. You hit that lotto <laughs> that one time that you decide to play. Yeah, yeah. You know. Right. So, you know. Yeah. No, mir- I think miracles do happen every day. Um, you know, it's just some of them we'll never know about and others yeah. we will hear about, yeah. you know. Because, you know, I'm always coming for the Old Testament miracles. Like, okay. I know. I know. Okay, everybody. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like so, y'all really stood in fire. Yeah, like, <laughs> like Meshach. <laughs> like you know, I don't want to like go into it because it's gonna take forever. But yeah, it's just stuff like that, man. Like, nah, I, 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 I totally get it. Um, you know, I think that's again, that's where faith comes in. You know, mm-hmm. it's so. Or and this is real controversial. This last thing I'm gonna say. Maybe okay. No, I'm gonna say it offline. Because it, no, it's, it's really like just—it's one of those things. I'm just like, no, I can't do it today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want nobody going off on me. Uh, all right, cool. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. We definitely hit everything. I think this has been like a two-hour episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. Well, saints and sinners, this has been episode fifteen. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Saints Center Pod. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Follow us there at of Saints and Sinners Podcast. Um, I think that's really all the handles that we got. But yeah, follow us, share the podcast, let us know what, what you think in the comments, and rate us so that we can grow our flock. Absolutely, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like it. All right, y'all. Talk to you later. Peace, y'all. Peace.